Hey everyone, I'm Greg Potters, and welcome to another episode of the AlbumReview.net podcast. Remember, you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are available, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Player FM, Deezer, Podomatic, and then you can go also right to my website, AlbumReview.net. So today is my 11th episode, I'm proud to say, and I'm going to be doing a review of the Beastie Boys' first album, License to Ill. So I am a purist. I love the idea of tradition, assuming it's productive, safe, and it doesn't hurt anybody. When it comes to music, I kind of cringe when I think of sampling. I'm just, I'm just it being honest. Sampling is something that is widely accepted through music today. But in the late 1970s and into the 80s, disco, breakdance music, and rap were genres that were really breaking onto the scene, and I wanted to talk about those today. So different painters during the Renaissance period, they painted, let's say, really good trees. Let's use that as an example. We look at those paintings today and we observe how they painted the tree. What, what colors did they use? What type of brush stroke? All these characteristics play into the specific artist's representation of what they think a tree looks like, right? But at the end of the day, it's still a tree. But why can't we just look at different versions of trees? I think art encourages us to look at trees in many abstract ways. So the same argument can be applied to music. And until I heard the Beastie Boys licensed to ill, I was not an advocate of sampling. But after I listened to that, everything changed. I included this album on my list of reviews simply because I feel like it's a groundbreaking album, not just for rap or hip hop, but for music in general. To be fair, the Beastie Boys also played their own instruments on many of their early EPs and later albums. Produced by Rick Rubin, 1986's License to Ill was the Beastie Boys' debut album. During a time when artists such as Lionel Richie, Whitney Houston, Robert Palmer, Billy Ocean, and Madonna ruled the pop charts, the Beastie Boys were a unique group of young guys from New York City that originally formed in 1978. By the time they released their debut album, there were very few bands in popular music that were considered part of the kind of rap rock, alternative hip hop, jazz funk multi-genre. Originally a, uh, a hardcore punk band, the Beasties made their changes to more of a, a rap rock focus right around 1985. They did not experience commercial success until the release of this album, License to Ill. So the first song, Rhymin' and Stealin', begins with a sample of the famous opening drum track, Led Zeppelin's When the Levy Breaks, which any drummer or hard rock music fan can recognize immediately. Probably the greatest drum intro to any song I've ever heard. And as the band adds multiple samples, the band meaning the Beastie Boys, on top of their rhyming rap lyrics, you're forced to tap your foot. Much of the band's message on this album speaks to youth rebellion. In songs like You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party, Girls, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and Time to Get Ill, 
you can feel their message directly targeted to kids, just like me. Members Michael Diamond, otherwise known as Mike D, Adam Yauk, otherwise known as MCA, and Adam Horowitz, otherwise known as Ad-Rock, were kids at the time, or pretty close to it, all in their really their early 20s, and along with their loud, rude, and aggressive lyrics, their mixture of drum and electronic beats, I think mold perfectly with their choice of samples and original music. In the new style, despite all the sampling, record scratching, and change of direction in the beat, this song still holds the beat and rhythm of a click track. I checked. <laughs> Zeppelin is once again sampled in the song She's Crafty, where the boys yell rhyming rap lyrics about a woman they love and hate at the very same time. This time around, they use a sample of Zeppelin's The Ocean opening riff, which plays well, I think, with their aggression. As a listener, you want to hear what else these guys can accomplish. So if you're a fan of present-day hip-hop, License to Ill may sound kind of dated to you. Despite their continuous success with later albums, License to Ill is definitely, definitely raw. That's what makes it so great. The rapping style is aggressive, it's loud, it's in your face, and some cases kind of unstructured, but perhaps you could relate this album to a like a like a Jackson Pollock painting. When you look at a Pollock painting to the untrained eye, I know like mine, it, it appears to be kind of just random drips and smudges of paint. If you ever knew what Pollock did, he would just take his paintbrush, dip it in paint, and throw it at the canvas. But like Pollock, the Beastie Boys were at the forefront of the abstract expressionist movement, but in their case, for rap and hip-hop. So perhaps my favorite track on this album is Paul Revere. This song was the very first rap song I memorized. I was enthralled by the lyrics and the beat, especially its zipping bass backbeat. I still air scratch to this day when I hear this. Can you picture that? Me air scratching? <laughs> not air guitaring, not air drumming, not air violining, air scratching. Yeah, I've, I've done it. I still do it. You're, you're just forced to move when you hear this song. I, I, would, I wouldn't anoint the, the lyrics in this song as moving or romantic or put them in the, the Parthenon. It's a song about an outlaw who rides around with a shotgun and a beer, terrorizing, womanizing, and demanding respect. Quite unique. <laughs> it's certainly creative in some ways, I guess. Um, but despite their early lack of intellectual lyrics, I'll be honest, I would define the way they are structured and placed over sampled and original beats as really intellectual. Just no one really knew it yet. Perhaps maybe Rick Rubin did their producer, and that's why he is so accredited today. License to Ill became the first rap album to land at number one on the Billboard Top 200 charts. In 2012, the Beastie Boys were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mike D and Ad-Rock attended that evening to accept their reward. Adam Yauk, MCA, unfortunately did not attend as he was dealing with cancer treatments and Yauk later died. The surviving members of the Beastie Boys will forever pay tribute to MCA. The three were responsible for blazing the trail for other rappers. 
African-American and Caucasian together. I recommend adding this album to your collection. The Beastie's music has always spread across multiple genres, pulling fans in from every demographic. License to Ill, in my opinion, started it all. So if you already own License to Ill, go back and listen to it again because I'm sure you it's probably been a while. Other strong albums by this band, I think, include Paul's Boutique. Either way, you definitely need to pick up a copy of this. So that's it for today. I wanted to do a, a short review. Remember, you can go to my website to listen to all my podcast episodes, albumreview.net. And I want to make a request. I want everybody who's listening to this today to email me back at gpotters12 at gmail.com and let me know what the first album you ever purchased was. And if you can't remember, let me know what the first album that you really, really remember listening to that had an impact on you. Well, once again, I'm Greg Potters with albumreview.net. You can hear my podcast wherever podcasts are listened to. Thank you very much and have a great day. down by the highway take a trip 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 down